Ah, welcome to Bronze and Modern Gods. A little bit of culture. I love classical music. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You you love to inject culture in people's lives, don't you, John? I do. And in case you missed it right there, that little commercial that just happened, we have a live still happening Friday, September 25th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Whoop, whoop. 8 p.m. Eastern. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> There you go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't have a great show today. Our topic today is an online auction unboxing. I bought a ton of books on an online auction. They arrived via FedEx on a Sunday morning, and we'll go through it together and tell you the highs and lows and whether it was a good buy or not. We also have our hot book of the week. We've got our underrated book of the week. We've got the 25-year rule about the X-Files. And let's start off with our nerd shirts. Richard, what do you have? I bought some comics from Street Level Heroes this week. And they shipped this really cool. It says, uh, run Los Angeles. And it's got, uh, I can't get the fingers <laughs> in there. It's LA and zombie fingers. So You know, that's a finger. Run the jewels. I'm hip. I know what the kids listen to with the hip. <laughs> well, I don't. It got, I got the T-shirt with comic books. It was kind of a package deal. Right. So, yeah. I'm repping my uh, Jack Kirby Captain America 193 cover, The Mad Bomb, his first issue of Cap when he returned to Marvel in 1975. How many Cap shirts do you have, John? And let's move on, Richard. Uh, <laughs> you are not... Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You should do that. It's a Bronze and Modern Gods. And if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, please leave us a like and a review. And, you know, uh, you can even uh, send Richard a note uh, when you visit us at bronzeandmoderngods.com. I see a lot of people signing up for the email list. We don't have an email yet, so we might have to do that for you. Uh, yeah. That might be a good idea, John. You might want to get to that. But why don't you tell everybody about the hot book of the week this week? Our hot book of the week is Avengers number eight. This is the first appearance of Kang the Conqueror, the time-traveling villain that uh, pervades a lot of early Marvel titles. Why is this book hot? Jonathan Majors is joining the cast of Ant-Man 3. He made an announcement uh, this, this past week. And uh, we don't know what his role is. The role supposedly is going to be Kang the Conqueror. So this is still in rumor of in the rumor phase but it's more solid than most rumors out there it's funny when you and i were talking about this book uh before we went live we had the same reaction which is we both freaking hate kang <laughs> yeah yeah really this book has been this book has been spiky hot for a while now uh because of rumors persistent rumors that kang was coming to the mcu and all the time that I've seen this book go up and down, I've just been mad about it. It's just not a book that I look for my PC, and it's not a book that I would pick uh, over other books out there to spec with. It, despite it being a Kirby cover, it's a boring cover. There, you know, Kang is behind a force field. Ooh, uh, you've got Kang, the most convoluted villain of the Marvel universe. I don't know if you were around, if you had dropped out of collecting, there was a mini series called Avengers forever by Kurt Busiek. And it was all about Kang. And it was supposed to tie in all the threads of through Avengers history and make sense of everything. I got through four issues of that thing and I couldn't understand what was going on. I bought it out of inertia. Kang give me <laughs> vertigo. I can't take it. Yeah. Time travel, time travel is just such a complex thing to introduce into any plot it makes it by its definition difficult to follow and kang just has that effect on books in my opinion and, and to my 
my feeling is we don't really need to use that trope of time travel uh, to advance a story. It's, it's, it's just not going to do justice Ant-Man 3. Just mark my words. You and I are in the minority because 9.2s are selling for $2,000. Last week, a 6.5 sold for $999. That's up from $760, which was the 90-day trend. So people are on fire for this book. I'll tell you, yeah. it's interesting. I'm not a fan of Kang, yet I love Immortus and Ramatut. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's amazing. That If you get that joke, you belong on this podcast. <laughs> And, you know, this is a perfect example of a book that you spec that you don't care for. Uh, you know, if you get it, if you see it and you can buy it cheap, buy it because you can turn around and make a profit on it. For like for me and John, it's it's not a book that we are out there actively looking for, but I'll take advantage of it if I, if I come across it. I don't think anybody ever says, you know, Kang is one of my favorite villains. I, I put him up there with Dr. Doom. I, I don't think anybody likes Kang. And if you do, you're lying. Stop lying. <laughs> Talking about lying to ourselves, let's go to the main topic this week, which was the online auction unboxing. Now, why am I lying to myself? Because I spent a lot of money a few weeks ago on liveauctioneers.com. There was a huge auction in from Illinois, based in Illinois, uh, of a huge, it looks like a store was out of business and closed, and they were selling off the entire store inventory. So I went in, you heard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where I talked about a couple of the lots that I lost out on, including that one with the uh, Blue Marvel number one, which was a heartbreaker. But I did win a few lots here and they arrived this morning, which was crazy. I didn't expect FedEx to come on a Sunday morning, but hey, welcome. Glad to see you. There were two long boxes and a large box by itself that contained a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle books that I won and a modern book lot of about 200 more books. These long boxes were packed. So we're talking 340 plus books in each long box and the other books combined. Total cost for me, the auction winnings uh, altogether were $506. Here's the kicker. The shipping was $270 combined. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you became the villain to your <laughs> FedEx deliver because he had to haul those boxes out of his truck. He was a nice guy. He came to the door. And he goes, these are really heavy. And I said, oh, yeah, they are. Sorry. And he goes, are they comic books? I was like, oh, you're a nerd too. I, so that was kind of cool. So all in, I'm all in for $770. Ugh. All right. So what do we got? You ready, Richard? I am ready. Let's take a look. Okay, here we go. As you can see, this one was 58 pounds, so it was not cheap to ship. And let's not waste any time. Let's get right in there. Let's see what we have. We'll just pull out some and just start looking. Some Batman, Fables, more Batman. Oh, hey, what's up, DD Comics fan? Got some for you here. Looks like they all have stacking curls, so they're all gonna need to be pressed. Ultimate X4. Wow, I have no idea what that is. Spider-Man Unlimited, that's a cool cover. Spider-Man Unlimited. 
Spider-Man Unlimited. <laughs> I gotta run a Spider-Man Unlimited for you here, kids. Uh, Marvel Team-Up. I like this series because I love Scott Collins' art. Oh my God, he's so good. hear this book? I haven't. Higher? No idea. Whoa! Hey, now we're talking. Now we got some business going on here. Yes. Excellent. Finally, something decent. Getting a little worried here. What do we got? Whoa! Okay. Yeah, some Spawn 8s. Not too shabby. Could take those. I need to give him credit for is packaging these really well. Um, I wasn't expecting them to be so well packaged, so that's a nice surprise. So let's rip them open and see what we have. Alright, turtles time! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I uh, don't know what issue this is, but it looks good. More turtles. Issue 9. movie adaptation. Ooh, number 69, a late version, a late edition. Number 63. 69 looks good. 63, not so much. Uh, looks like a, a later printing of number two. Some color breaking stuff happening there. Number eight, with our man Cerebus. Number nine, and we saw the <laughs> Sulson Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles authorized martial arts and training manual. So, if you're learning how to uh, do martial arts via the turtles, something's gone wrong in your life. Same thing if you're learning from Michelangelo. And then we have Leonardo in his little micro series. these together. Guardians, Civil War 2, that's recent. Some Deadpool, nice, good. Cable and Deadpool. Cable and Deadpool. Hey! A banged up, screwed up Deadpool number one.
So what's the verdict? I don't know. Uh, no really big scores. I mean, I wasn't flipping through and find. I wasn't finding myself like, oh, a stack of Ultimate Fallout 4 newsstands. Okay, that's cool. Uh, that didn't happen. Now, there were some decent books in there that, that were, there's a few $100 books here and there. There's a few $50 books here and there. But there's a lot of books, the good news and the bad news, there's a lot of books that are 10 to $15, and I have multiples of those. There's a lot of filler. That one box of Image Comics is almost entirely filler. I mean, God bless Eric Stanauer, but I don't think anybody's screaming for a run of Age of Bronze anytime soon. So that box is pretty much a loss, except for the uh, 42 copies of Spawn number 10. Wow. <laughs> Number 10 is the one with Cerebus, right? Yes. I, I, and then there's a multiples of 8, 9, t 11, and 12. So the spawns were nice. The really cool thing is there are some later Ashley Wood spawn miniseries stuff in there that are mm -hmm. tougher to find. Those tend to go for 15, 20 bucks. So I'm, I'm glad those were in there. So what am I coming away with here? First of all, let's talk about this collection and the stuff that was up for this from this store that closed. God bless this guy who had the store. He didn't know what he was doing. And I say that because I look through just these boxes I won, and there are multiples of Lucifer, which was like a Vertigo book. Lucifer 59 through 66, like 20 copies of each, 15, 20 copies of each. Why are you ordering so many copies of Lucifer in Illinois, my friend? <laughs> But that's the fun of this, though. You know, I bought collections. I bought long boxes, sight unseen, you know, with a, with, a, with a general description of the contents. But it's like treasure hunting. You know, it's like getting that treasure chest and lifting that lid and seeing what's the, is it? Is it gold and jewels or is it a bunch of, you know, skulls and, and, and bones? You don't know. But th that that whole process was makes it fun. Don't get me wrong. I, it was a real thrill opening this stuff and going through it with you guys. The entire time, I'm thinking seven hundred seventy dollars. <laughs> you spent seven hundred and seventy dollars on this. So, is this a win? Is this a loss? I think I think it's going to go in the win column. But here are the caveats. Uh, there are some decent books in there. It's going to take some effort. I'm not going to make my money off of, like I said, three or four books. Like here's the Ultimate Fallout Four. It, that didn't happen. But there are a lot of really good books in there and some decent runs. Uh, just random example, it's got like the first multiples of the uh, last few issues of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from Dark Horse, both the art cover versions and the photo cover versions, which, you know, I have no love for Buffy or this book, but a lot of people do. So those will sell for 15 bucks, you know, and even if I put them in as a set, they'll sell for even more. But I brought some of the the better books for a little show and tell if you're up for it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I saw this and I had a little memory and I went and looked it up and this book sells for a lot when it's a slab in CGC 9.8. And that is the A team. Number one. Oh <laughs> man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I, it's a crispy mwah, chef's kiss mwah, chef's kiss edition of a team number one that'll go off to cgc so i was really happy with that ultimate fantastic 421 the first appearance of the marvel zombies we'll be talking about this book later not coincidentally uh that was in there only one of those though uh you pointed this one out 
for me to look for because I had no clue and I found it. Uh, and that is Detective 850, which is the first uh, Gotham Sirens. Is that what they're referred to? I believe to? so, yeah. Mm -hmm. The ladies, the Gotham <laughs> Sirens. So, again, really nice. Great cover, cover too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, of those really great Detective Comics covers uh, in that run. This was something is a real oddball book. Mike Mignola, The Amazing Screw-On Head. I saw it was Mike Mignola, and I thought, I better look this up. Glad I did, because there's about nine of them. And, you know, in mint, they sell for 15, 20 bucks each. So there you go. Like I said, little step-by-step, mm -hmm. -step, you know, making this money back. I saw this book. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a real desirable book for people. And I went and looked it up, and not many people, I don't think, know about this book. I think that's the thing that's keeping the value where it is now. But have you ever seen this cover? I can't say that I have. No. I, I, I texted this to uh, Stephen from Minor Keys Comics because he was like kind of following me along when I was unboxing this stuff uh, through Instagram. And he's like, I've never seen that book for sale. Well, I got eight of them. Have <laughs> <laughs> you look, looked up at, on CGC to see how many are slabbed? No, I haven't. But I saw a few slabs on eBay. So they sell okay. But if, you, if you're looking for the Zaytana uh, booty cover by Ryan Sook, I got nice the cover. Yes. Nice cover. This was really cool and really fun, and I'm glad this is going to be for my personal collection. I actually got something for my personal collection out of this, which was great. And that is the final issue of Conan the Barbarian, the original oh, movie. Oh, yeah. By Roy Thomas. Wow. And, uh, and it's got a little certificate of authenticity, and it's got a little seal, you know. So what do I do? Do I keep it like this? Do I rip it open and send it to CBCS for, for an authentic signature? I I keep it like as it is. I kind of want to, yeah. Yeah. But again, this is a super tough black cover, last issue, low print run. Uh, yes, so good book there. And to wrap it up a little bit, uh, we were talking about those detective covers. There's a really nice Harley Quinn Joker cover here. That That's beautiful. It should sell at a premium if it doesn't. Uh, and then... Speaking of our girl, Zaytana, there she is with Batman. I'm dying to know what the story is about. Batman and Zaytana teaming up. Yeah, read it. It's your book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it on the train. And we're showing this one because we talked about this, uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, a uh, number 69, which I think is two or three issues away from the last mm -hmm. issue, a $20 book. Uh, there's a couple slabs that sold for even more than that, and it's beautiful. Wow. Bet it's a little print. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was it was good. Like I said, the jury is out whether uh, I will make a profit. I kind of think I will, but it's going to take some time and some effort. I was really hoping that one long box of Marvel and DC titles from the mid 2000s or 2000s, uh, the aughts, was going to have a lot of gems in there. And just someone cherry picked. There was a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. Like that ultimate Fantastic Four, they they cherry picked everything around issue twenty two. Because twenty two is the uh, the real first full appearance of the Marvel Zombies. Every issue was around that one except for twenty two. All the twenty two were gone. So somebody kind of knew what they were doing and and did a little bit of cherry picking. It's the internet. I remember the days where you could buy a log box from somebody and it was like I don't know. I'm just going to sell the whole thing. You know, as opposed to them going through and looking up the values of each book individually. 
Those days are over, but yeah. I remember those days back in 1995. 1995, that must mean it's time for the 25 year rule. <laughs> you are the Segway master. You know that? <laughs> 25 years rule this week is where we look at that tipping point of nostalgia when it's been 25 years you've got more money than you did 25 years ago and you want to recreate your collection with books that came out during your formative period and this week we've got one that i think a lot of people will remember x files number one from tops comics do you remember when this was out i remember the series i i don't remember this specific uh, uh book this comic was super hot when it was out. Uh, X-Files number one was a hot book, which was a lifesaver for Topps Comics. The trading card company tried to do a, a comic book deal uh, where they were doing their own comics. And they did not have much success at all until they got a hold of X-Files license. And boy, this was a hot on fire book. I remember at the time, it's still got a, a decent fan base. 9.8 go for about 150 bucks on eBay. It's a tougher comic to find because, you know, you had that 19 mid 90s slump for comic shops. There's that huge fan base to this day that picks them up. So if you are a Mulder and Scully fan, I almost said Scolder and Mully. Uh, <laughs> thank God I didn't put, call attention to that. Uh, you might want to pick up a copy of X-Files number one. They're, they're pretty easy to find right now and they're pretty cheap but you know you got that 25 year rule who knows what's going to come hey, up. He, they may reboot the series you never know maybe maybe they'll do a movie maybe <laughs> oh wait they did didn't they <laughs> yeah I remember a couple of movies, didn't they? Oh, well, hey, go buy one anyway. So now let's move on to our underrated books of the week. Richard, why don't you go first? You have a good one. Yeah, you know, this is a very controversial book to this day. It's Miracle Man number one from back in 1985. You know, when I was thinking of all the books when I was new to the hobby of collecting comics and new to comics in general, the books that are memorable to me, they're books like Grendel and uh, Mage and Cerebus. And, you know, these are all these off-title off books. You know, they're, they're independent titled books. Um, Love and Rockets. Those books meant more to me than most of the Marvel books or DC books. I don't know why. This appealed to my, to, to my taste. One of the biggest books that I really liked was Miracle Man. Mm -hmm. uh, Miracle Man was a, well, it's a, it's, first of all, it's written by Alan Moore. And Alan Moore has brought us things like The Watchmen, V for Vendetta, uh, The Killing Joke. Very prolific, very, very, uh, oh, and I'll Swamp Thing uh, is another thing. Uh, very important writer for comics who wasn't a comic writer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neil Gaiman says that he, that reading Alan Moore's books told him or taught him that comics had more depth to them than he originally thought. And could tell a real narrative story, and that's what that was what pulled Neil Gaiman into doing comic books. Uh, but this particular book started off uh, as a clone of Shazam. Uh, Shazam, uh, the, the company that wrote the, wrote the book, had the the license to Shazam and was printing Shazam books in England. Then they lost the license, and they turned around and they made another another book with the exact same character with a different logo on the shirt 
called Marvel Man. And there's a whole family of uh, this, like there was Mar uh, uh, Shazam, the Shazam family. There's a whole family for Marvel Man. Then it switched to, to Miracle. This property's changed hands so many times. Uh, it changed to Miracle Man. And Alan Moore got a hold of the story of this, basically this family of superheroes. And he, he took the, the camp out of it and, and took it seriously and looked at this as a story about transition from humans to basically gods and how people handled those that particular dynamic some people handle it better than others and the whole story storyline is all about that that play between those two uh diametric poles excellent this was, story this was pre-watchman this is pre-squadron supreme by mark grunewald this was really the basis and, and the first time someone said, what if superheroes existed in the real world? And it was a groundbreaking book at the time. And very violent. Alan Moore did not pull punches in this book. Uh, there's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of... Issue 15. Yeah, there's the birth scene. Yeah, there's, there's no, a lot... That's issue nine. Issue 15, yeah. Kid Miracle Man kills everyone. Oh, basically. that's right. Yes, <laughs> he does. And, and and yeah, don't want to spoil the story for you, but it's a, it's an excellent read. This whole series is great. This 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 first issue has a GPA of only $110. Uh, you could pick up Raws for, for $10. I picked up five Raws for seven apiece from a dealer on eBay. Easy to get. Very easy to get. It's, to me, it's worth picking up not only for its potential collectability, but also for the story. Yeah. Uh, this the series has been re rebooted twice. The last one was by uh, written by Neil Gaiman. And th th there's a lot of legal battles. There's a lot of owners of the property between Alan Moore, who's not easy to get along with on his best days, and the original uh, owner of, of Marvel Man, Miracle Man. And Marvel has their hands in there, and Neil Gaiman has his hands in there. So... At this point, the story is, according to Neil, Marvel owns the property now, and Marvel can set the direction. He's actually looking forward to seeing what Marvel does with this. As of 2019, Marvel supposedly is the owner of the franchise. But again, this, is, this whole title has been bogged down in legal, legal issues, and it's, and it's really, really a damn shame because this is such a good story. It's such a good story. I would love to see a movie based on on this. I think it's got all the characteristics. Just like all of Alan Moore's stories, he's a great writer. Uh, he writes compelling characters and, and very involved storylines. With all these complexities in the ownership, I'm, I'm wondering if it will ever happen. But if it does, now is the time to buy it. I tell you, you can't get any cheaper. Buying Mint, the first, you know, uh, issue number one's, for seven bucks a piece, it's it's worth it in my opinion. Read it, definitely read it. Uh, there are a couple uh, issues that you want to look out for, or, or versions of number one. The San Diego Comic Con Eclipse, who is the publisher, pulled a thousand of the first copies that were printed for this book. Uh, out of them, four hundred, they uh, put in put in a gold certificate. It's basically a yellow piece of paper. A gold certificate saying, you know, this was a San Diego Comic Con special edition, and it was numbered one through four hundred. And Alan Moore actually signed those books. Getting Alan Moore to sign a book is a rarity. If you come across anything, any property that Alan Moore signed, yeah, yeah please buy it. So there's there's four hundred of those, and then the balance they took a blue certificate and they put it in that book. And uh, there's about six hundred of those. 
So if you come across any Miracle Man number ones, first thing you got to do is open it up and see if you see that gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you see that gold or the, the the blue. The last time I saw a gold for sale, uh, it was eight hundred dollars. Uh, I, I I did not I did not look up the GPA today. But Do you know I, what the rarest Miracle Man book is, though? No. So they did Miracle Man 3D, and oh, mm-hmm. was you know reprints of the old Marvel Man UK stuff mm-hmm. with I think a new framing sequence to kind of bring it up to date, and they they did it in 3D. However, Eclipse being this you know, Northern California, San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, uh, granola eating hippie. <laughs> <laughs> did, I enough, did I have enough adjectives? There? I think, I think you do Mr. California boy. Y- y'all get that. Okay. <laughs> they did what they think is the right thing, which, okay, great. They did a non 3d version for people who had vision impairments and could not use the 3d glasses. And the only way you could get the non 3d version of miracle man 3d was by sending it away and ordering it from the publisher directly by mail. So there is a Miracle Man 3D, non-3D version that was available by mail order only. And I think there are supposedly less than 300 of those those in existence. So that gives you something to hunt for, everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a crazy book. Speaking of crazy books, we saw a preview of it earlier in this collection I just got. And that is Ultimate Fantastic Four, number 21. And we'll throw in number 22 in there as well. Why is this book hot because it is the first appearance of the marvel zombies yes they actually appeared in the ultimate universe first they were a zombie fantastic four that appeared and fought the ultimate fantastic four and the idea was then spun off into several successful marvel zombie miniseries which you've seen a billion of those to this day they still do marvel zombie variant covers thor number five being the most notable uh example in recent times this book has kind of caught fire now raws are going from 10 to 25 bucks but 9.8 slabs of issue 21 and 22 are ranging from a hundred dollars to 150 dollars this is a good one to go hunting in those back issue bins for because not a lot of dealers have picked up on this yet as you saw through my cherry picked collection that i got today <laughs> you missed this one you beep so i was able to get one of those so take a look for this book uh and and issue 21 and 22 they're not on the cover there's no zombies on the cover issue 23 it's got you know sue storm uh screaming and running from a bunch of zombie handprints on on windows that was really obviously a marvel zombies cover but 21 and 22 are the ones to look for so you gotta snag them up if you see them absolutely yeah marvel zombies is just seems to be a perennial thing you know that's I, I don't know if it, it's got that popularity that keeps having Marvel bring it back, or is Marvel trying to make it something? Uh, hey, either I'm way. all for it because they they use Howard the Duck as a main character in a lot of the Marvel Zombies miniseries, and I love Howard. You know, so anything that keeps Howard in the public consciousness. Amen. Same here. I love Howard. All right. Just a reminder, we're going to see you this Friday, September 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for our second live sale with our special guest, Forrest. You know him as PD Comics fan on Instagram. So make sure you join us. Right, Richard? Right. John, are you going to bring are you going to bring your champagne with you? I'm going to bring some Dom. We're going to be popping corks and (laughs) and selling some funny books. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. We will see you guys then. Have a great week. Stay safe.